Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is Wednesday morning. Are we on Tuesday? We're still, no, Wednesday? Jeez, we are on Wednesday. Oh, my gosh. I am so sorry for that confusion. I have been confused all week. I woke up Sunday morning to do the show, thinking it was Monday morning, and now I'm, I'm trying to figure out what day it is. But that's what happens when you just stop putting things in too close. But it was it was a good Tuesday yesterday, and I'm looking forward to a great Wednesday today. But today is Relationship Wednesday. And how does the ego interfere in our relationships? Well, I got some news for you. The reason ego can enter into our relationships in a different way than it enters into our relationship with our children or our relationship with our friends, you know how you could have a friend for like 50 years. But yet, with a relationship, people you jumped in with, gave your time to, sacrificed many, many things to make it happen. And then the kinds of arguments you have there, you don't have anywhere else. Really think about that. You don't have those arguments anywhere else. Why? Because when we are in a relationship, if we want something back, like we want to control the person, we want that person to be perfect, we want them to make us look good, We need them because of their color, their background, their religion, whatever it is that we have to have as a criteria in a partner, they have. So that's why you're together, let's say. Then what happens? We have so much expectation on the other person. That when something goes wrong, like the other person isn't perfect, we feel like we have the right to get really, really mad at them or to get them back. Because ego's gateway in is the expectation we put on the relationship, fear, doubt, worry, control, and guilt. If those exist in your relationship, ego has to come in to grow us past fear, doubt, worry, control, and guilt. It is amazing. 
how simple it sounds to say. But this morning, I wake up and I'm like, oh, not that I ever know what day it's been this week, but, you know, what's the show? Yesterday, it was just how ego looks, how it shows us pictures of and how it tries to tempt us into doing things that maybe aren't in our best interest and how it doesn't have a plan at the end. Couples who have big blowout arguments where everybody knows they're arguing. I call those chore-to-chore couples. They're good until they're not. They're good until they're not. And it just goes on. There's always something that someone blows a casket over like, you did that again. But the biggest way ego affects a relationship or interferes in one is it doesn't allow the partners to let anything go. It doesn't allow the partners to let anything go. Think about that. If someone makes a mistake, if you make a mistake, and someone keeps reminding you, you made that mistake, even though it's been solved, it's been talked about, it's been gone over, and they keep bringing it up. Well, I don't know, you know, you did that too, and put you down like that. What has ego done? Which is the whole point of ego. But what did ego do? It's starting to break down those feelings of innocence and truth and love that could exist in that relationship. When we speak to each other and work with each other through our egos, not through our hearts, not through our soul, not through, I trust I'm here and I'll be okay. If one of the two people might not tell the truth, I don't even want to say lie, just might not tell the truth, might not tell you what they're doing even. You have to ask yourself, what's the point of two people being together if we can't even keep the truth straight? That's why people who might have big obstacles that they face and they face together, like illness or financial issues or whatever might happen inside of that family they can solve because they're coming from a place of purity. And why some people look like they have everything and they get married, big wedding and all this stuff, stuff, stuff. And nothing is ever enough to satisfy the relationship. Because ego is never satisfied. It's just never satisfied. No matter what you do, no matter, even at this point in my life, with everything I know and everything I do in my heart, through my heart, 
it really tries. Sometimes I, I catch it really early on, and other times I'm like, oh, wow, I don't want that. Where did that come from? But it was trying. It's like throwing spaghetti on the wall. It's saying, hmm, let me see, let me see, let me get her this way, or let me get it that way. And then if you bite, it starts going and creating an entire world around the thought. So what does that look like exactly? Remember the story on Monday about the man who went to work and was perfectly happy with his life? And there was a new coworker, and it was a female. And then he sat at his desk and he started seeing flashes of being with her. And then she shows up and he starts thinking it's a coincidence. And then before you know it, they're trying to leave at the same time or at least trying to bump into each other. And before you know it, something happens between them, and now they both have something to hide. Now what do they do? Now how do they deal with what just happened? They can't erase it. Now it's part of their energy. Or your partner does something that may seem maybe kind of stupid on the outside. And you say, but instead of saying, why did you do it? You did this. You don't care about us. You've already made the assumption. There is no room to talk. It's easy to try to be ahead of other people in our relationships because that will go on forever. You get a point, they get a point, but nobody's keeping score. But the ego keeps score. I remember hearing sentences, certain sentences from people that I'd met, that I was with, one that I was married to, that when I heard those sentences, they just were so out of the blue that I could never reconcile them. And they weren't like big things. Little things like once I started dating someone, it was a long time ago, but I remember him coming to my house and I was sick that day. And when he was leaving, he said to me, and really think about this one, but he said to me, I give you a B. And I'm like, a B? Like a like an A, B, C, like a grade? He said, yeah, I give you a B for today. And I stood there and I go, oh, my gosh, was I an A all the time? And now I, I fell to a B? A B, like I'm being graded? I was dead serious. Dead serious. And when he said that, I, I thought, oh, my gosh, that's so much pressure. At the time, that's what I thought. I should have been like, oh, heck no. But I remember thinking, I can't keep that up. I can't be judged every day brand new. What happened to, like, building relationships and 
you know, knowing that you just love the person and if they're not feeling good or they're not on top of their game, they're still okay. Like, whoever said that isn't true. Well, there are people who say that, and it is the bottomless pit of ego. So what sealed the deal with this very same person? So I was sick. What what happened was that at the time when I had meningitis, and so I was out for a while, like months, but this was all in the beginning. And so I can't remember what he wanted me to go and look at um, different kitchens at this big warehouse because he wanted to remodel his kitchen. So I go, and it takes, like, all my energy to go. I had to sleep all day just to be able to do one thing, and I and that was the one thing I did that day. And I was coming back. And he calls me and he says, well, you know, if you play your cards right, that kitchen could be yours. And I felt like I was on that game show, what's make a deal? You know, like, just what door do you want? Door number one, door number two, door number three. And I thought, holy cow. And I thought to myself, and I said to him out loud, kitchen that I love like what are you doing and I thought to myself oh my gosh this person grades themselves every day and they're with people for like these external reasons they don't care what's inside that he really thought he was only worth a kitchen seriously Needless to say, I obviously am not there. We stayed friends. I like him. Nice man, but not a good relationship partner. Because the minute you call something a relationship with him, he gets scared. And his self-worth starts getting into the picture. And it's not very high when it comes to relationships. So he has fear and doubt and worry and control and, and I don't know about the guilt part, but it made me feel like I wasn't enough. And later on, I told him, I said, you know, those things are hard for anyone to deal with that's in a relationship. And at the time, I didn't understand that it was the interference of ego. The ego can come in on our smallest insecurity. And that's why Christ says, if you own your vulnerabilities, no one else can. And if you don't own your vulnerabilities, everyone else can. And it all started to make sense after Christ said that. And that was a couple of years ago. And this happened a long time ago. But these situations are so stark that you don't forget them. It's not the big stuff. It's not a big drawn out fight because in a big drawn out fight, if you're both fighting, you both need it to grow. 
But if one of you just, by the way, comments that are just so off but don't sound off, let's say I was coming from Ego, too, and he said, if you play your cards right, that kitchen could be yours. I mean, think how silly that sounds, but that was said. But think about if I wanted that kitchen. Think about if my ego was was there competing or talking back. What would I say? Would I say, oh, gosh, well, what does that mean? How do I play my cards right? Tell me what to do so I can do it so you'll be happy and I'll get that kitchen. Really? But you know what? Later on, someone wanted that kitchen, and he married her. Three years later, he divorced her. Why? Because she wanted a Mercedes. And he got her any other car, even of equal value, except a Mercedes. Because his ego did not die. It got bigger. And that's why I finally had a talk with him and said, you know, wherever you go, if you start using things as a chessboard, somebody has to win. And if somebody wins, that means somebody else has to lose at the end of the game. So how do you recognize ego? These were easy things to recognize. In our gut, in that part in our bellies, Christ calls it our Garth in Origins of Truth. And I, I remember going, Garth, what's that word? And then it hit me that we had a singer named Garth Brooks. And I was like, oh, wow, that's okay. I heard the word before. But in that part of us where our deepest knowings exist, when something's off, we immediately react. Even if we won't acknowledge it, we immediately react. When someone tries to tell us something isn't true that we saw or we heard, and they try to spin it, when somebody tries to hurt us that we love and we can't figure out why they would say something so mean, when somebody doesn't ask us why we did something and just is waiting to blame us, where we don't feel safe, Emotionally around them, you either have a conversation where you come out feeling like you have a sense of safety or you cannot sustain if ego is going to continue to run the relationship because ego doesn't have a plan. Ego doesn't have an outcome. Never forget that. If that's all you get out of this week, ego does not have an outcome. All it has is a path of destruction if we listen to it. And it will keep taking us to another layer of that emotional destruction until we do something we can't come back from completely. Because we all have free will. Once we make a decision through our free will, we cannot go back to the fork in the road and say we didn't do that. Now we have to reconcile somewhere in us that we did that. If we 
wanted to get out of a relationship. And that's like our purest feeling, like, oh, man, I think I'm in the wrong place. How do I say that? How do I get out? How do I turn it around? And you don't know what to say. So now you're waiting for a reason to show up. So now the person does something that might not be that big normally if you wanted to stay. But now you use, you have to blow up that reason to get out of the relationship. You're going to leave on a note of ego. But let's say you wake up and you realize, oh, my God, how did I not see this? We're not compatible. I want to be compatible with this person, but you know what? I don't think I am. I think that this would be one of those relationships that's a project. It's, a, it's not a destination. It's a lesson. And the fact that I can see that tells me that I don't need this lesson again. Gosh, I, I can't believe I was attracted to the same type of person again. And you can't, you can't run away fast enough, but you can't just leave. So now if you stay, your ego's keeping you there because it's telling you, oh, you know, you've got to come up with a really good reason or you're going to be looked at as a bad person. Or you can come clean and say something like, you know what, I think we need to talk. And say something like, you know, I really, I really am present right now more than I've ever been in my life. And there's something here that for whatever reason, I just, I don't feel like we're, we, we're on the best road for both of our lives because I feel like I've been here before. I feel like I've done this before and I don't think I can do it again. I I care too much about you and about myself. If I already have this information inside of me. Because that's what life is all about. It's about different levels of information. That's all it's about. Just different levels of information. When you know something and you don't act on it, ego comes in and tries to tell you what to do. Oh, don't say anything. They'll be upset. Just kind of go along. Go along, go along, and then one day you just blow up because you yourself can't take it. And then you leave and the person's out of your life because you got in a fight, and that's the reason. But we have evolved way further than that. When we are fighting for ourselves and not the relationship, ego is there. When we are fighting for the relationship as well as ourselves, ego is not there because we can understand enough to say, let me tell you that I know myself and I know that I'm not in the right place right now and I can't believe it. But I think you taught me that I have grown 
and I don't want to take away your growth from you. Talk about evolved conversations. But this isn't the right place. If it were, I would be able to be here. And I can't. And I'm, I can't tell you how sorry I am for both of us. For both of us. Not just for you. Not just for me. For both of us. I feel like a great friend. And I can pull you through parts of life if that's something we can handle. And it might not be right away. It might be down the road. But I do know that this is not where I need, I need to be or I can be. And I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. But I know in my heart that if a relationship isn't right for one of us, it's ultimately not right for both of us. And if it's not right for both of us, that means it's not right for you either. And I don't want to take this time from your life from eventually finding the right partner. Imagine if that was you receiving this conversation, not giving the conversation receiving the conversation. It might make you cry. It might make you feel bad initially because you don't want to break up. Who wants to break up? But the beauty of the truth and the honesty it takes to say that. And, you know, I would leave with Thank God they could see that to tell me. I'm going to miss them. I'll never stop loving them. But wow, it might not be the right place for me too. And thank God one of the two of us saw that. Really think about that. When we are building our lives with another soul, And our building blocks are all ego building blocks. We're going to do this. We're going to get that. We're going to have this. We're going to do that. Over and above, a simple quiet evening that satisfies you just the same. Ego does not have a goal. Ego does not have an outcome. It does have a goal, I should say. It has a goal of keeping you in in despair most of the time, worried about what if they say this? What are they going to think about that? Oh, my God, I can't tell them this. Oh, my God, I have to hide that. And it goes on and on and on. Never stopped. Never satisfied. If you could think of ego, it's the bottomless pit. You know, when they say, well, if I give them an inch, they'll take a mile, it's because ego is predictable. You don't need to even play those games if ego isn't what's running the relationship. It's like somebody who's only nice to you when you buy them things, and then if you stop buying them things, they're like, well, yeah, what have you done for me? But yet they've never done anything for you. There's no reciprocation. Ego can only see itself. It's egocentric, hence the word. 
really think about all the relationships in your life to date that were run by ego that have come and gone because they had no legs. They couldn't keep walking. Not because ego's so bad and I don't have ego and whatever I hear sometimes or, you know, well, that wasn't unconditional love. That's why they left me as though you owe somebody unconditional love. But I'm going to do a show on unconditional love one day because I don't even believe in unconditional love. And there's a reason why. There's just love. We don't have to put unconditional or conditional because we don't go walking around telling people that we love well I have conditional love for you but I have unconditional love for you like how does that work there's only love love and understanding ourselves well enough to know where that love can grow or not where I bond to that Because love is love is love. It is the relationships that are different. You may love people, but if when you're with certain people, your ego needs to run the show for you to be there, then you know that you've already outgrown that lesson or you could stay and participate in what's going to come up to deal with. Think about this. This is a, a really interesting aspect of how to look at relationships. But my time is up. I will see you guys tomorrow on Dream Theme Thursday, and we will talk about unconditional love on Monday. I love you guys. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.